InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Is a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes a life sentence? Or can the insidious disease be controlled or even reversed? And how can the rest of us avoid it completely? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks to a medical expert to bring you the facts. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. George King, Director of Research and Head of the Section on Vascular Cell Biology at the Jocelyn Diabetes Center, as well as a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. He's also the author of The Diabetes Reset, Avoid It, Control It, Even Reverse It, a doctor's scientific program. Let's just set the stage a bit. How big is the diabetes problem today in the United States? Well, it's estimated to be about 8 to 9% of the population, about 29 million people with diabetes. But on top of that, there's probably 70 to 80 million people who are pre-diabetic who are obviously at risk of developing diabetes. Can you just very briefly explain the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes? Well, there are actually many type of diabetes, but the two main ones are type 1 and type 2. Type 1 diabetes used to be called juvenile onset diabetes, which happens most often in children. And the causes for that is the cells in the body called the beta cell that makes insulin. Insulin is the hormone that we need to keep the glucose down. It's actually destroyed by our body's own immune system. So they don't have any insulin. They need insulin in order to survive and thrive as well. Now for the type 2 diabetes, which is about 90% of people with diabetes, is related to being overweight, sedentary activity, aging, and so of these factors that we can and cannot control. So in that case, their insulin, again, don't work as well, and they become insulin resistant, and then later on, the glucose go up and develop diabetes. So they could be treated by multiple other ways besides just giving insulin. Can you talk for just a moment about how diabetes is so intertwined with heart disease and other serious health problems? Well, diabetic patients have a metabolic abnormality. What that means they have elevation in their blood of glucose, lipids, or fats, and other substances when these things are usually controlled by insulin. When the elevation of glucose or lipids interact with blood vessels or organs, it could cause heart attack, hardening of the artery, visual problems. Actually, it's one of the major causes of blindness in this country, you know, leading cause of heart attacks, strokes. And diabetic patients also don't fight infection well. So they could get ulcers in their feet. And so it's one of the leading cause of amputations as well. So, so the side effect is really you know, scary and causing a lot of suffering and certainly increased health care costs for this country. Now, in your book, you list eight simple strategies for controlling diabetes, avoiding it, and in some cases, even reversing it. The first one is regarding cutting your fat intake and increasing your fiber. And let's just talk about that. And you also mentioned that carbs and sugars are not really the root of all evil. Just tell us about that. (laughs) Yes, there are a lot of controversies about diet and which one's better. But I think in general is that we have to decrease our calorie intake. Between 1980s and now, Americans are eating close to more than 500 calories per day than before. So all you have to do is eat 3,500 calories, you gain a pound. So I think that's something we need to look into. Per portion of food, fat contains a lot more calories, let's say, than carbohydrate. So it doesn't make you full. You have to eat you know, almost twice as much of fat than carbohydrate to make you full. 
Now, the carb and the fiber is what I'm getting at. We eat a lot less complex carbohydrate. I'm not promoting simple carbohydrate, but this is complex carb. Complex carb are all in vegetables, legumes, broccolis, and peas, and so forth. So these complex carbohydrate have high fiber. The high fiber actually lower the rate of absorption of glucose and fat and so forth. So it doesn't come as a big shock to your body and slowly increase them, let your body control them in a more harmonious manner. So that's the approach we are suggesting, and it's based on a lot of studies. And your second suggestion is connected to this as far as losing body weight overall. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize you don't have to lose 30, 40, 50 pounds because you see that on television all the time that a diet plan could lose 40, 50 pounds. But turn out all you have to do is really about 5% to 10% of your body weight. So if you 200 pounds, you lose only about 10 to 15 pounds. And then remarkably, your body can actually reverse to a lot of the normal state on insulin sensitivity and how they handle various nutrients. So I think that's a lot less daunting than having to lose, you know, 20, 30% off your weight. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. George King from Harvard Medical School and the author of the book, The Diabetes Reset, Avoid It, Control It, Even Reverse It. Dr. King, tell us about the importance of aerobic exercise and strength training in regards to dealing with diabetes. Well, exercise is very, very important, especially those exercises that contracting your muscles. If you're sedentary, you don't do a lot of contraction of your muscle, your body becomes insensitive to insulin. But another thing that a lot of people don't realize is if you just exercise moderately for 30 to 40 minutes, the beneficial effect of exercise can last for 48 hours. So that's why the recommendation to do about 100, 150 minutes of exercise a week because you do them every other day, and then that could be very, very helpful. But you want to concentrate on exercise that contract your muscle repetitively, so that will include aerobic exercise and strength training with weights and so forth also contracts your muscle, so allow it to become more sensitive to the insulin itself. And it's also interesting that the temperature in which you exercise can make a difference. Yes, so that's one of the strategies of activating your brown fat. I think that's one of the major discoveries over the last five or six years. Not all fats are bad. So there's actually a good fat called brown fat. A baby has a lot of brown fat. Brown fat is there to generate heat for your body so you don't get cold and, and so forth. Babies are warm because they have a lot of brown fat. Unfortunately, as we age, our brown fat gets less and less. So how can you activate your brown fat? Well, it turns out activation of brown fat is around 62 degrees. So I always exercise trying to turn the heat down to about 62 to 64 degrees. Not only you lose the calorie from the muscles that you're using, but also you'll activate your body's own brown fat so you're actually burning up more calories. So if you exercise at hot temperature, which a lot of people do, because you sweat a lot and look like you lost weight, but you're really only losing fluid, your brown fat actually is shut down, so you actually lose less calories that way. Millions of Americans are walking around with chronic low-grade inflammation in their bloodstream, and they don't even know it. How can someone know if they have inflammation, and what can they do about that? Well, inflammation, again, makes insulin not work as well. You can measure the inflammation by a laboratory test, a test called CRP, and that actually will tell you if you have chronic low-grade inflammation. How do you lower? Well, look for sources of infection, chronic infection in your body. 
And one common one, especially in people over 60, is actually gum infection, periodontal disease. And about 40% of patients and people over 60 with diabetes especially have gum disease. So improve oral hygiene, floss, and so forth after eating, and regular visits to your periodontal specialist could get rid of that. And that has been shown to improve your diabetes care and control your diabetes better. So that's the simple little things you could do. Our guest on InfoTrack has been Dr. George King from Harvard Medical School and the author of the book, The Diabetes Reset, Avoid It, Control It, Even Reverse It. Dr. King, thanks again for joining us on InfoTrack. Well, thank you very much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.